Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is Scout's Eye on College Football with a look at the final playoff standings and the playoff selections. Uh, as there's a lot of conversation, a lot of hand-wringing and what have you, it will be the, the penultimate year is next year is going to be the last year that we are discussing a 14 playoff as we go into 12 as you know by now, in 2024. So there is a lot of discussions about the playoffs and whether they got it right or not. And, folks, the, the reality is there's not a slam dunk way, not an easy way to do it. There's going to be a lot of criticism, and there's a lot of what is the selection process and a lot of confusion, a lot of concerning. Look, I, I will say that I um, I look at things a little bit differently. Uh, because we all tend to reflect on things that are within our background. For me, as a coach, as a scout, when I look at teams, I look at them inside the film room, and I look at how good I think they are, and I grade them in any in a number of areas. And but the result matters, and um, the statistics, the data matters. How much emphasis you put on one versus the other? Statistics can be very misleading. It's uh, it's like the saying, statistics are like a bikini. What they reveal is intriguing. What they cover up is vital. Uh, it is um, always difficult to look at. You can make a case for any team or not any, but you can make a case for a team and have statistics to prove it or disprove it. So no one's going to be happy. I think Georgia and Michigan were clear as the unbeaten teams to get in. No one will debate that. There's a lot of criticism of TCU and whether they deserve to be in or not. And how difficult is their schedule and what have you. And how would they match up? Folks, look, they were uh, 12-0 and and then lost the conference championship game. They were unbeaten in the regular season. They did beat Kansas State the first time they played them. They did play them well in the championship game. They did win all of their games otherwise. The determination of how good they are is going to be determined when it's all said and done. I don't know that they're going to beat Michigan. I think that they've got some real challenges to beat Michigan. We'll see how that plays out. The issue shouldn't be how well they're going to do in a given game. We don't know. It's, it is about when you pick the four best teams, a big part of it is how well you perform in the opportunities that you're given. You know, you are what your record says you are. Perception is what you're expected to do. Reality is the scoreboard. When you have to make a case with what would happen if they played, it's because they're trying to distance you from what already happened. I mean, it. in the end, TCU played a conference championship game and lost it. Um, winning conference championship games matter. Everything matters, but it's not all based on one thing, which gives the committee wiggle room 
but it also brings in a lot of factors that's going to alienate a lot of people, a lot of fans of a particular team. One in particular is a lot of discussion about whether TCU is as good as Alabama. Well, I don't know. Alabama's got a bigger brand. Alabama's got a better program over time. But this year, do I look and can tell you straight in the eye that Alabama would absolutely beat TCU? I thought they would absolutely beat Tennessee and absolutely beat LSU. How did that happen? Well, they would be favored by 14 points. They were favored by 20 over Tennessee and almost as much against LSU and lost both of those games. They were at least 20-point favors against uh, A&M, and they only covered the spread three times this year. So, yeah, I would think that Alabama would beat TCU, but I have thought that before. And very likely, TCU, if you look at who has played the better of the two, it's been TCU. They've been consistent. They've been more disciplined. They've looked better. They've played a good schedule. Their strength of schedule is strong. It's very comparable to Alabama's. Alabama fans don't see it that way. They just don't want to see it that way. So I think that that is something that it is not just, well, who would be favored? Again, Alabama who's covered the spread three times this year. And they lost two times when they were favorites, not by a small market. So I don't think that is the determining factor. I think TCU earned it. The other thing is TCU, they made the conference championship game, and they lost it. They're playing a game. They've earned the right to play in the championship game. If they don't have to play that, they're unbeaten. Ohio State and Alabama didn't have to play this past week, so there's no risk of losing. I think if you want to presume something, I would presume that if Alabama was playing Georgia, I would think and presume that Georgia would win. Don't want to presume that. You don't want to assume that. Well, if you don't want to assume that, you certainly don't want to assume that they would beat TCU. It is difficult. I understand it. It's one of the reasons why, A, I don't think we need to have 12 teams to determine the best team. I think this year, the top two would be enough that have earned it this year, but you don't have the luxury of saying we're going to play two this year. What if you have three? It makes it difficult. So, When we go to 12, it's going to open it up for a lot of people who have had good years that don't win the title. And the ones that do win the title, we're going to reward that and we're going to play it out. Again, do we need that many games to determine the champion? No. But I do think we need it to have more teams to feel like they've had a chance. And it just so happens that the team that usually is in, would like to be in, but is on the outside looking in Alabama. So to me, it's not about whether Alabama deserves to be in. Alabama doesn't. It's not about that. It's about 
who you presume are the four best. And that is a very vague what constitutes best. How well do you play? Who do you play? Who do you beat? Who do you win? I think you look at the losses. I think you look at that. Now, Ohio State, 11-1. and one, Have not looked all that good on film relative to what I think they are. But they lost one game. And they lost it to Michigan. Oh, they lost it decisively, but they lost one. Have they played a weaker schedule than Alabama? Yes. Uh, who would win in that game? I don't know. I think if both played their best, I think Ohio State would probably win. I maybe trust Alabama a little bit more, but there again, I don't. It, it's it's about perception and it's about reality. The reality is Alabama hasn't looked typical Alabama most of the year. Yeah, they played well at the end of the year against Austin P. Against Auburn. Um, not all that impressive overall. So I think there's, from a football judgment, a lot of question marks. Look, the reality is, I think you got two teams that clearly deserve it, a third team in TCU that deserves it, and no one really deserved that fourth spot. I mean, no one really took it and said, this is, we're here, we deserve it. You got to put a fourth team in. And when you have that, you're going to have people that are frustrated that it's, why not us if them? Alabama had their chance. Tennessee had their chance. USC had their chance. Clemson had their chance. Utah had their chance. LSU had their chance. Everybody had their chance. It's unfortunate. There's going to be a problem when you get to 12. 13 and 14 is not going to be real happy. Um I think they got it right. If I were to say, Chris, you're a one-man committee, who's the combination of the best, most of the best? I would say Georgia, Michigan, and yeah, look, I the best is how well you played this year. I can tell you, would Alabama, you, the best Alabama can play the best Ohio State can play would be a really good game. The best Alabama would play, the best Ohio State would play up against the best that TCU would play, Ohio State and Alabama would would beat TCU in my view. But being good, being the best team, is playing close to your optimal level week in and week out. TCU's done that. I think is is better than anybody. I mean, I think Michigan would be the one except I think Georgia has looked a little sluggish in some games, but look like the most complete team. Michigan's been the most consistent. They haven't played as tough of a schedule, but they dominated in the second half against Ohio State. TCU has played the most balanced schedule, meaning they didn't have to beat an Ohio State or Tennessee or an LSU or an Alabama but they played steady as she goes, folks. Every team in the Big 12 is pretty good. To some degree, are pretty good. And they consistently won every game except the conference championship game. I think that if you looked at the most consistent, TCU absolutely deserves to be in there. 
again, their best game against the best Alabama game, I think Alabama would win. But you know what? The best Alabama game, the cleanest Alabama game against Tennessee or against LSU, Alabama wins. They didn't do it. They had their chance. They didn't do it. TCU deserves to be there. You can make the argument, Alabama over Ohio State, and the difference is one loss versus two. One loss was a quote-unquote blowout versus two easy losses. Well, Ohio State didn't have big wins on the schedule. They had a pretty good win over Notre Dame, a pretty good win over a pretty good Penn State team. Those weren't big wins. They were pretty good wins. Alabama doesn't have a good win. So those are the issues that I think I look at. And I do think that those are a real important factors. And you could certainly make the case that Tennessee beat Alabama head-to-head, that they deserve to go in over Alabama if it were were to come to that in a three-team discussion. Tennessee lost their chances against South Carolina. Well, they had problems, defensive player out. Well, hey, that happens. Bryce Young wasn't healthy, and other guys weren't healthy. And, you know, TCU, Max Duggan, who may earn a spot to New York, wasn't even the starting quarterback on the team. He was the backup, and he earned his spot. And I think that how well you perform, it doesn't matter how good you're perceived to be. It doesn't matter how good I think you are. You still have to produce. So. I uh, I think it's the right matchup. We'll get into some of the matchups, some of the uh, the breakdown, all the matchups for you at LandryFootball.com. But really intrigued by some of the matchups, obviously the playoff ones you're going to know. But Penn State, Utah in the Rose Bowl, Tulane, USC in the Cotton Bowl, depending on Caleb Williams' health, Clemson, Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, Notre Dame, South Carolina in the Gator Bowl is really interesting, the Alamo Bowl with Texas, Washington, some other intriguing games. Arkansas, Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Ole Miss, Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Fresno State, Washington State in the L.A. Bowl. Florida, Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. A lot of intriguing matchups. Look, I I like watching the ball games. Um, I like studying the teams. I admit it's not as good as it used to be because you had more of the players showing up and playing. So it's not as good from a developmental standpoint. It's not as good from an evaluation standpoint as it used to be. But I still like it and appreciate it. Hey, folks, some uh, news around college football. Uh, Scott Satterfield has left Louisville and taken the Cincinnati job. We'll get into it more. You can check the coaching search track over at LandryFootball.com where we get into a lot of details for you behind the scenes. In essence, he was on the hot seat at Louisville. He survived, but I think he's just getting ahead of it. He was a finalist for the job the last time it was opened up when it went to Luke Fickle. Um, so he's just kind of jumping ahead of the curve, uh, beating the stand ahead of the posse, so to speak. So that is the latest. We've got uh, all the assistant coaching moves around the country as well. So make sure that you check, check that out. Transfer portal news is hopping. Uh, who's in the transfer portal, where they're going a little bit about them. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Check out the transfer portal and the college football notebook that will keep you up to date. Over there as well. Hudson Card has entered the portal. Keaton Slovis has entered the portal. Um, uh, you know, lots of lots of news that's breaking. DJ Uli Ungalile is uh, in, uh, heading into the portal. So lots of news and information. We'll keep it up for you. We'll keep it evaluated because that's like college free agency. Uh, over at LandryFootball.com, we'll tell you kind of where the best players are, where the fits are, 
all of that. So you want to check us out at LandryFootball.com. And folks, take advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got going on. They're 50% off. Um, it's a, a great way. It's actually a little bit more than 50% off of when you look at it. So uh, make sure that you take advantage of it. What a great holiday gift to give some a loved one in your life that's a football fan. You can, very simple, just uh, go in and sign them up, uh, put their email in and uh, put it on the credit card or PayPal, and uh, we'll take care of it for you. So check out LandryFootball.com. Also subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, keep it tuned here. We've got a lot of details on uh, transfer portal coaching searches. We got it all for you. So till next time, so long, everybody.